Good morning, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. Thought I'd give you guys a lumber update video. I know how much you guys love this lumber updates. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I work retail sales at a lumber yard. I am in close communication with wholesalers, distributors, retailers, loggers, mills, everybody who is within the lumber industry. There's somebody I know who works it. Now, I've been talking about this this possible pinch point that's coming when it comes to builder sentiment in the inventory levels of like lumber and building supplies. For a while now, mills have been in curtailment due to the low demand. So when the interest rates went up and the demand for new construction began to fall, the demand for new building supplies or lumber fell with it. When that took place, the mill started going into curtailment. Now you can see it through the futures market when the prices come down. Anything under 500 per thousand right now is really not a profitable position for the mills. Yes, there are a lot of mills who are going to make money at 400 per thousand, maybe even less. But when you're talking about the across the board, all the mills, generally speaking, 500 per thousand is really where they would rather be. And right now we're just over 400 per thousand. So a lot of mills are in curtailment. They're only producing what they need to to meet the demand that is existing out there right now. And we have very low demand. So think about that for just a second. They're only producing enough to meet the current demand. All right. So if demand starts to pick up, we're going to start seeing things change. Think about the builder sentiment right now. The builder sentiment, um, this is coming directly out of this article, um, Builder sentiment in the market for newly built homes rose, rose in April for the fourth straight month as supply of existing homes for sales remains, remains scarce, right? So the, the supply of existing homes is down, right? But then also the buyer's traffic was down as well. So when it comes to the sentiment, when they have this index, anything below 50 is negative. Anything above 50 is positive. Right. So the reading is, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the National Association of Home Builders and Wells Fargo's market index rose to 45 in April, uh, a one point gain. Anything above 50 is considered or anything below 50 is considered negative. So the market has has rose right to 45. We're almost there. We're not. We're still negative. Right. That's why you're feeling the tension out there in the markets and stuff like that, because it's still negative. But we're almost to that positive. We're moving up to it. All right. Continuing on here. Um, where was I at? Oh, builders note that the additional declines in mortgage rates to below six percent will uh, will price in further demand for housing. All right. Nonetheless, the industry continues to be plagued by building material issues, including lack of access to electrical transformer equipment. So now when it comes to the demand for new home construction, there is definitely a demand there. We are still undersupplied on homes. And uh, what did it say? That if a pricing in of mortgage gets below 6%, that it will increase this demand. What I find interesting is that every time the Federal Reserve goes to move interest rates up or talks about lifting or raising interest rates, that everybody looks over at the mortgage market and says, okay, man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause mortgage rates to go skyrocketing, but then they don't happen, right? I mean, here we are. We shot up like, you know, what was it, six months ago, eight months ago, whatever it was. And it's kind of play, plateaued at that, right? Now it does move up and down. And yeah, when it gets closer to the 
to the Fed statement about like raising interest rates, then the market gets excited about it and then the interest rates move up, but then it almost immediately comes back down to that, you know, somewhere between six and 7%. For some reason here in Oregon, our interest rates are higher than they seem to be at the rest of the country. But, you know, anyway, it seems to be across the board that you have the six, six to 7% interest rates on the mortgage, 30 year fixed mortgages. And it's been that way for quite some time. What I did notice is that the adjustable rate mortgages jump all over the place, and that's really going off of the market conditions of what they feel that the Federal Reserve is going to be doing with interest rates. So they're a lot more sensitive to the market than the, uh, than the fixed rates are. At least that's kind of the understanding that I'm having of it. So now here we go into condition or current sales condition, right? So now this isn't sales. This is sales condition, right? Rose two points to 51, the sales conditions are now positive according to according to this index. Now, again, this doesn't mean that the builder or the the, the buyers are there. It just means the conditions are there. Right, so we move on here. Sales expectations in the next six months increase three points to fifty. Right, so now that's positive. So the and this is the sales expectations. It's not where we're at yet. It's what they're expecting to happen in the next three months. If the Fed goes and stalls out on their interest rates hikes, people are going to consider that a pivot. And if they pivot, the market is going to believe that the interest rates are going to be falling into the future, and they're going to start moving into buying these, buying into housing and real estate and stuff like that, believing that they're going to be able to you know, refinance their loans going into the future if the interest rates are going to fall. So that's going to drive the markets. They're going to be like, yes, this is it. This is our moment. The Fed is pivot. That's if they stall out. It doesn't mean the Fed has done anything yet, right? All they have to do is even just give the idea that they're going to stall out and the, and the market conditions would start to improve. So we're almost there, right? And they're projecting that in the next six months that we were going to go positive on the, uh, on the sales expectations. Okay. Buyer traffic, this is the thing. Buyer traffic, however, is unchanged at 31. Buyers are not interested yet, right? The conditions are getting there, but the perception, the buyers, their, their attitude towards it is not, right? So everything else is saying, hey, we have low inventory, right? We got the Federal Reserve about ready to pivot, right? If that's, but it's not a pivot, but the market will believe it's a pivot, right? We're getting to that point. We have the builders, you know, sitting in a situation where they're almost going positive. The sales conditions are positive, right? And the expectation here in six months is going to be positive. So what does all that say? Right? It sounds to me like this is kind of the bottom of the housing market. Unless things change, I mean, I'm just going off of what the sentiment is, right? Now, Let's talk about the lumber um, industry itself. Now, this is where I've been saying it. There's tight inventory out there. And if there's any kind of positive pop, right, to, to, the, to the builder's sentiment, and they're like, hey, they get eager and they want to go out there and start building homes again to supply into the massive demand that I'm sure is going to be there, right, because there's still a shortage of homes, you know, regardless of what anybody says out there, there's still a shortage of homes. And that's why, you know, most homes are so expensive. Let's go on to talk about the lumber here. Okay, OSP, OSB, Oriented Strand Board. This is like the cheaper version of plywood. When you're constructing a house, you have like the skeleton, all the two by fours, two by sixes. That's the framing. And then you got the sheathing that goes on the outside. That's like the skin before all the doors, windows, siding, and stuff like that goes on. The sheathing, it has two 
two major, uh, you know, uh, products that go into this OSB oriented strand board chipboard, right? Is what it's called. It's little tiny pieces of wood that have been glued together into a four by eight sheet. And then you have actual plywood, which is sheets of veneer that have been glued together into a four by eight sheet. Generally the plywood is a more expensive, higher quality product, but the OSB is the cheaper generally used product when it comes to like mass production or maybe in the less weather sensitive areas because OSB is a little bit more water sensitive, weather sensitive to than say plywood is. So when you're in like the Pacific Northwest, plywood is a much more popular product than OSB is. But OSB, I believe, would be the more popular product when you're thinking generally speaking across the board in new construction. Anyway, OSB activity was a bit more brisk this week, right? especially in the southern part of the country. Dealers everywhere seem to be quoting large projects that will start in the spring or summer. Very interesting, right? Mills continue to run behind on loads for, various, for a variety of reasons. So they're running behind right now. Right? We don't even have a demand and they're running behind. Okay. Plywood, right? Fur plywood has started firming up, right? And I can... I can talk to this personally. I retail plywood for a living. We were selling plywood at one point at $23, $24 a sheet, right? Half inch CDX five ply. Right now we're selling it for $27, $28 a sheet. Think about it. It's already moved up, right? I mean, this $24, $25 a sheet, that was almost getting to normal. $22 would be normal, right? Would 18 to 22 for a half inch CDX ply. Right now we're at 27 and they're saying right here that the that it's starting to firm up. Right? And that would, you know, if we think about the build of sentiment on top of it, that would, you know, that would make a lot of sense. All right. Um, let me see here. Uh, as of yesterday, a few mills were quoting above print and a few were still below. So it's, yeah, so they're, it's right in there. I mean, the. It's available. That's what I, that's what I'm kind of getting at. It's like this stuff is available, but it's limited. Almost not really limited. It's just there, and you can see that it's tight. You know, it's just it's not a lot of it. All right. Um, Southern yellow plywood was, for a lack of better term, consistent over the last few weeks, and we saw no let up in that sentiment. Inquiry has been made set steady with some takeaway. Price should continue to slowly grind upwards with little fear of large bumps in the coming, coming yet. So, and yeah, and that's kind of what I see as well is that like right now, I think in my opinion, lumber has very little downside risk. Like buying building materials right now is probably going to be the cheapest that you're going to be able to find it going from now into the summer, right? Now, how far that goes out until the next, you know, turning because remember this is oversupply undersupply oversupply undersupply again when this takes off and the prices move up those mills everybody else is going to fire into gear and they're going to try and produce as much as they can during the time when the prices are elevated and then that's going to oversupply the market again so right now it's an undersupply but if you have access to it you have a place to store it right this is this is your time this is your moment to get in um let's see i'm not sure if there was any other stuff that i thought was really important to it I mean, there's all kinds of information in here, but uh, let's see. The Western spruce market appears to be on firm ground as mills rejected counters. Um, 
let's see, the Great Lake Zone improvement this week as the May Lumber Futures Legacy contract touched up yesterday. Uh, two by six, number two random gave $15 on the week while still remaining at 85 premium. So everything is, it's, I mean, see, even down in the southern part of, you know, the southern pine, um, we are seeing that the West continues to remain tight on two by six as the mills have seen demand increase. Two by eight continued at a nice pace. It's it's showing there, right? It's not once a, here we go. Once again, the West has seen increased demand, causing lead times to extend out. It's starting to happen here, guys. Like this isn't exciting. It's just it's just the information. It's just the little tiny pieces that are starting to come out to say, hey, these are the indicators. Like you could go out there and get whatever you want. Like somebody could say, ah, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I can get all the lumber. I just went down to my lumber guy. He he said he can sell me as much lumber as that I want. I don't know where you're talking about. What I'm talking about is generally speaking across this entire board, there is a tight inventory level and there is a picking up of demand. It isn't positive yet, but it's getting close, right? And once it does go positive, how how much inventory is there to supply that? I don't know, right? Nobody knows this, but I'm but from the things that I'm gathering, the experience that I have within the the industry that I'm, you know, at up here in the Pacific Northwest corner, it's telling me that this stuff is coming, right? That the inventory level is too tight, that the demand is going to pick up, and that at some point the prices are going to move up dramatically, right? And that's my opinion on it, like from the things that I've experienced in the past on. All right. Um, I think that's what I got. Uneducated economist. You guys let me know.